Morning, niggas and friends. My name is Uncle Clifford from P Valley. <laughs> Listen, child, I want to be Uncle Clifford from P Valley. But good, <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning to the Vays and the Bays. This is the Earth Is Ghetto podcast. So, as we have been doing lately, the first thing that we are going to do is our mental health check in. Aaron, my babe, how you feeling? I feel like I'm just here and I'm taking it day by day, second by second. Um, damn, this is just a lot going on on this planet. And what capitalism, you know, I'm going to continue to drag that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just here, just, just an insignificant being on this planet. Um, you know what? I've actually, because I've been on this little mini, um, vacation in Las Vegas, um, I've actually been thinking a lot about, um, luxury and how people are defining it now, how I define it, how I want to be able to treat myself and also coming to new transformations. Like how, I don't think, I thought for a really long time I was going to have children for a really long time I was gonna get married and have a spouse and now I'm really beginning to think that is just not in my ministry right now and I don't know when it will be um so that's weird <laughs> been doing a lot of journaling but other than that I feel um I'm trying not to watch the news that's about it <laughs> yeah I'm it's just everything it's this year is going by so fast already like it's may and it seemed like it was just seemed like it was just february like it's just a lot laws being taken away we're going back to the stone ages handmaid's tale this is where we're Mm. at (laughs) bro um but i'm also glad for uh for us to be able to have conversations like this because i think things like this are really uplifting um, especially for Black queer folks like ourselves to be able to really learn our history. And um, I know that we have these conversations all the time, but I feel like we can never stop having these types of conversations because this information is so not known. <laughs> they ju- People just don't know it. So I'm very glad that that was the idea that you came up with for um, today's show. So I'm going to let you take it away. Yes. Um... I really want black people to understand that every day we are constantly trying to decolonize our minds. It is very important that we do that because we live in an anti-black world. White supremacy is global. I just want 
everyone that is black, not not this whole oh only American black people, everyone on this planet that is black, black skin. I want everyone to know that a part part of decolonizing your minds also means that you need to get rid of your homophobia and transphobia. I'm not trying to hear well oh all the other races can be homophobic, so I should be able to no. I'm not trying to hear that shit. You're not finna all lives matter the situation and say that, oh, well, other races can be homophobic. It ain't just black folks. You a damn fool if you don't think that homophobia is 10 times worse than the black community. And quite frankly, all the indigenous communities, homophobia is through the, through the roof. And we know where it comes from. That's why it's so strong. But a part of, so when you decolonize your minds, you have to get rid of your homophobia and your transphobia. This whole being gay is a white thing and it came from, that's false. Before Africa was colonized, they was very, very fluid when it came to sexuality and gender. And then the Europeans came over and saw the power of the multiplicity of blackness and introduced the rigid binary systems that we have now. So when you, these terms like transgender and non-binary androgynous, these are not new terms. They have been around since the beginning of time. Hell, even before Christianity was in the, the gods that they worship in Africa, in Africa, they were androgynous, meaning male and female. So stop with this whole, oh, that's a white thing to be gay. No, it's fucking not. We've always been here since the beginning of time. Homophobia and transphobia is a white thing. It's a white supremacist ideology. So quite frankly, if you are black and homophobic to people like me, because how are you going to say you're pro-black, but you didn't call my ass a faggot, sissy, all this other stuff? You're not pro-black. You're pro-straight black men. So yes, um, if you're homophobic as a black person, that is a betrayal to your ancestors because homophobia came from white supremacy. Period. And notice that all of the uh, colonized countries are ridiculously homophobic. Let's just notice how all of these colonized countries are so homophobic. Jamaica, the islands, um, India, like, let, like let's, let's be very fucking real here. Um, are we gonna pretend that wherever they spread, that homophobia spreads, that's not, that's not a pattern? Um, and then the fact that they'll try and go ahead and, um, they will try and go ahead and um, take religion as a, a reason or a rationality for their bigotry, when it's just like, that's not even who we were. That's not even what we were worshiping. Do you realize that religion was given to you? Well, not sorry, not given, because that would that would imply some type of consent forced <laughs> on you. <laughs> like, let's be honest with ourselves. But again, that's why we have to have um, conversations like this. That's why it is so important, because that's why we say every show, we are your arsenal. Nobody can tell you you don't belong after listening to us, after doing the research that we have done. Just clicking on the links. We doing the research for you, baby. That's what, how passionate we are about this because we are trying to spread the knowledge. That's how important it is to us. And I want people to understand that, again, you cannot sit here and say that you are pro-Black and then turn around and discriminate against you. Because that's the thing I keep when I talk about these black trans women that's being killed or, hey, you know, so and so this black gay man got killed. Oh, well, we ain't talking about uh, queer folk. We ain't talking about the LGBT. We trying to keep things black. 
okay, but y'all be the main one saying that we're black first, right? So if you acknowledge that you're pro-black and that blackness comes first, you need to do something or fucking about it. Stop with this whole LGBT got, yes, corporation LGBT as a mainstream is whitewashed. I would give y'all that because that, however, if you're going to drag white supremacy within that, then drag that. But don't include black LGBT folks within that as if we're getting a piece of the privilege that these white gay men are getting because we're not. I promise you we're not. It's a whole different culture, a whole different journey, a whole different experience to be black and queer. Come on now. And on top of that, I don't even know how they can even say something as stupid as um, gay people have more rights. If you're a corporation and you hang a rainbow flag, maybe, but the run of the mill LGBTQ person, especially if you are looking in the South and then when you look at black folks, ain't nobody getting shit. Let's let's be real. They actually are are having teachers out their students to their parents. This is a part of like the don't say gay, the trans laws, all of this shit that's going on. They're going to go ahead and take children away for gender affirming care. And I'm not talking about hormones. I'm not even talking about puberty blockers. I'm talking about if you buy, um, a, you give them a, a certain haircut or you let them wear different clothes, any of that shit. Your kids can get taken away. This is some apocalypse nine type shit. Absolutely. It's, it's just mind blowing. I'm going to read some of this um, article, which can also be found on our Arcus Ghetto podcast Instagram page, period. Um, it says, and it's a lot, but I'm going to read most of it. Prior to European colonization throughout the African continent, we see far different, more relaxed attitudes towards sexual orientation and gender identity. As far back as 2400 BC, tombs have been excavated in ancient Egypt with two men's bodies, Nair Kanum and Kanum Hotep, embracing each other as lovers. In addition to the acceptance of same-sex relationships, ancient Egyptians, similar to other civilizations at the time, not only acknowledged a third gender, but respected. Many deities were portrayed androgynously, and goddesses such as Mut, the goddess of motherhood, and Sekhmet, goddess of war, are often depicted as women with erect penises. For centuries across the African continent, there was a completely different attitude towards sexual and gender identities. Many African countries did not see gender as a binary in the way that the European colonizers did, nor did they correlate anatomy to gender identity. In no African country prior to colonization do we see any persecution of LGBT individuals because of their sexuality, nor any anti-LGBT laws. So how, despite a very relaxed attitude towards homosexuality, and gender fluidity for almost all its recorded history, has Africa become one of the most difficult continents to be LGBT? Well, colonization and the spread of fundamentalist Christian attitudes from the British British meant that much of Africa lost its previous cultural attitude towards sexual orientation and gender identity and were forced to adopt, quote-unquote, new values from British colonizers in the 19th and 20th centuries. Homophobia was legally enforced by colonial administrators and Christian missionaries. In 1910, Christians made up about 9% of the population of sub-Saharan Africa. And then by 2010, the figure had leapt to 63%. Anti-LGBT laws were not only written into constitutions, but also into the minds of many African people. And after the passing of several generations, this has become dogma. While many of the countries under British rule are now independent, 
the majority who still criminalize homosexuality, including Jamaica and Uganda, have carried over these laws from the colonial era. era. Generations later, many Africans now believe that an anti-gay attitude is one that is part of their culture, so much so that former Zimbabwean President Mugabe labeled homosexuality as a quote-unquote white disease. So what is the future for LGBT rights in Africa? In many countries, despite the legacy of colonization, citizens are taking a more autonomous stance on LGBTQ legislature, with the queer communities taking the lead instead of external pressures from the West. Across the world, countries that have improved their LGBT rights records have done so because of the hard work, organizing and leadership of local LGBT groups and communities, and the case of Africa is no different. Enforcing top-down change from the West would do little to change the attitudes of Africans towards homosexuality. This is a struggle that must be led by local LGBT communities who know best what they need and how to fight for it. So again, I was, like I said, if you are homophobic, as a, if you're Black and homophobic and transphobic and all the other things, that is an ancestral betrayal. Like, I'm sorry, you're betraying your ancestors with that shit. And I feel like it's really time that we need to consume as much media about us as humanly possible. Um, there is something on HBO uh, Max, I think it's Legendary Underground, where they were talking about um, a lot of um, underground LGBTQ youth in Nigeria. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like after watching it, first of all, I had so much respect for my ancestors. I had so much respect for the people out there that were actually still trying to live their truth, even though you could go to jail for 20 years. That's what the laws are like in Nigeria. And to think how brainwashed we have become because we already talked about the Yoruba language and how it's genderless. We already talked about all of these different things. They are speaking this language and still enacting white patriarchy and how far we have fallen from grace, I feel like, especially in reference to that. Because we can't pretend this is what, this is not black excellence. I like, I don't even know what people are trying to call it anymore. Um, but I wonder, um, what do you think is uh, what do you think the one of the first steps of the black community trying to disengage from that very colonial transport um, uh, transport like import rather? Not only does I think because again they try to hide this part of the uh, internet like they don't want us to know about our true history like that, and it seems like the only no. thing that it seems like the only thing that these hoteps like to hang on to is the Willie Lynch letters and butt breaking, but they don't go back way back before we was colonized. That's all they got. And it's kind of sad, but um, yeah, I think that and this whole, and because we talked about it before we started, I think yeah. because as we know, homophobia and misogyny does go hand in hand. And a lot of um, these, quite frankly, hoteps, Israelites, all y'all, I'm calling y'all out. They have this mindset of first there's God, then there's the man, and then the woman under me. And I mm -hmm. think once they unlearn that and know where it really came from, we can go somewhere with the whole homophobia shit. Because again, misogyny and homophobia does go hand in hand. So right. I think they, that could they, be a stepping stone. 
Yeah, because they try to romanticize the nuclear family as black excellence. You know, when you have the mother, the father, the kids, the guy that's got the big job and the big house and all of this stuff, like that's what they see as what's supposed to be black excellence when really it's just like the flip side of what patriarchy has made popular, right? Just with blackface on it, right? Um, and I think that they've really perverted um, a lot of like the teachings that I want for black queer people and black people to know that we are fucking magical, that the multiplicity of blackness was something that was so amazing, but the hoteps took that and they perverted it. They were like, uh, they took it to like the black supremacy. They took it to like, no, the man is supposed to be on top. They gave it like a gender caste system as to who is supposed to be the leader and who is supposed to be the follower and who is supposed to submit. And it's like, they're like, oh, we want to take it back to Africa. I'm like, then you would take it back to having queens. Right. Uh, you would take it back to having like people, the, like trans people, non-binary people, they were looked at as holy people. Like they, they were literally ministering to, to couples because they were looked at as two spirit people. Well, that's an indigenous term, but as trans people, like that's, that, like that's something that's amazing. They put us on pedestals. They worshiped us. Like, and to go ahead and have that flipped, like all of a sudden it's like our own critical race theory <laughs> that they just don't want to have in schools. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want us to learn that shit. Yeah, I, I really, because I hear it all the time, especially on this app, but it's almost like, and I want straight black men to understand once again, patriarchy was not meant for y'all. It's not. You're never going to get it. I don't care how much you try to divide and conquer and use the white man's tactics to get it. It's not yours. And I also want them to understand that the presence of something doesn't mean that it's being forced upon you. Once again, the presence, the existence of a certain group of people doesn't mean that it is forced. Because I keep hearing, they don't want us to be straight no more. We can't even be straight. And they're trying to emasculinize us. Again, no one gave it. Same for uh, these transphobic cishet women out here saying, they don't know what it's like to be a real woman. No one gave you your womanhood. No one gave you your manhood. You just had it. So if the existence of something is so threatening to your masculinity, then you never had it to begin with. It's not yours. Yeah, and I think... Um that's kind of where those arguments kind of come from where they where you have the turfs and and people are like oh people who are are trans are just like mentally ill and all of this other shit and it's like it's so sad and it's so backwards where we are versus where we were and that's why i feel like i'm going to continually say that we were just born in a whole wrong era bro like we were we were not and i don't mean the 70s nigga i'm talking we need to have been <laughs> Well, like, because this, this shit is fucking ghetto. And the, the teaching is so backwards. It's like, they will constantly say that, um, being, there's a gay agenda and things like that being pushed on, uh, on their kids. But it's like, if you look at the people that are our age, uh, not even talking about now, because it's not like we have like a bunch of gay rest representation, but you look at people that's our age, all we grew up with was heterosexual normativity everywhere. Like 
I had to, like, there was heterosexual shit going on. I'd be like, that bitch is fine. I found gay, sh I found shit to be gay about within the straightness. Like, that was just who I was. You, that, that wasn't something that you could, so you can't force your, like, just like you couldn't force your heterosexualness on me, same way that we can't fo force anybody's, anybody to be homosexual later on. Dick is a choice. Um, you don't just, <laughs> I'm just saying, dick is a decision. You don't just be like, you know what? I saw this one thing on TV. Let's do it. That's not how any of this works. And just like you were born straight, people can be born gay. And when we say that, they get so confused. Like, what do you mean? And I even challenge them on that because they love to say, well, no, it's a choice. And I tell their ass, I'd be like, even if it fucking was a choice, mm -hmm. people should be able to uh, explore and see what it is they like and don't like. So that's not going to work on me either. This whole, well, y'all chose to be, I don't give a fuck if I did choose it, bitch. <laughs> which, which, by the way, living in this society, you know we didn't choose it. I know I didn't choose my sexuality because I still like men and y'all suck. Right. This whole, <laughs> like... You chose to do that. Knowing how fluid as fuck the sexuality spectrum is, I don't give, we should be able to choose if that, and that is the case for some people. Like, they, hey, oh, I realized I did. Oh, I realized I didn't like it. So stop with this whole, well, y'all chose. And bitch, okay, and. <laughs> but I feel like it's that, um, I feel like patriarchy has an obsession with control. It's the same thing as like the Roe versus Wade thing. You making choices for yourself without considering the patriarchy for them is like hellfire. I, I really I really feel like that's the way it goes. I feel like their obsession is so strong because they literally come up with conversion camps, conversion therapy, even though we know how high the mortality rate via suicide is for people that go through those things. Like you've got, and when I was, I was actually watching a, a documentary on like um, conversion therapy and it was about um, gay women in the South. Oh my God, it was on Showtime. That shit was hard. That shit was hard to watch. There was like a, a woman who had previously, she's still lesbian. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, whatever. But she's decided she's going to church now. She's gonna try, she's gonna try and make it right with God. And her very, very flamboyant gay son comes home from college. And he's just like, I don't know how to support you through this. I, 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 and I was just like, yo, I would come home from college and be like, you know what? I found a friend's place to go stay because you cannot do this to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wonder, um, what the effects are now of shit like that, because, um, we have so many people who have gone through, um, maybe not something as uh, severe as conversion therapy, but things like that happen to you during childhood where it's just like, you have to be straight, you have to be straight, you have to be straight. It's like, I feel like the conditioning, I feel like that's why we can find homophobia within our community. It's why we can find transphobia within our community. Yeah, growing up, <clears throat> especially being Caribbean, I was told, oh, you can't be, any signs of femininity is disgusting. You are a and I feel like as black people, as black men, black when I identified as men, <laughs> I'm non-binary now, but we have, the, they had this thing. It's like, oh, we have to stay strong for the white people. So any signs of femininity is a bad look on us for the white, for the colonizers, right? So we have to be super macho masculine and do all these things. 
And unfortunately, we've picked up a lot of white supremacist traits in order to do so. It's like, that's why I say, it's like, is that the only thing you have to offer is your masculinity? Because what are you without it? What that else are you bringing me. to the table without that actually this? Because it seems <clears throat> like every time, um, and I feel like that's what cishet black men are afraid of. It's like, what else can you bring to the table besides your masculinity? What? Because I can tell you what you're bringing, massage noir, colorism, um, transphobia, homophobia, this alpha male bullshit, which we know came from white supremacy as well. So what else are you bringing without your masculinity? Because all I'm doing is, is existing. And apparently that's, that's got all y'all feeling some type of way. And I think that leads me to one of the videos that we were um, listening to earlier. Um, I believe their name is Alok. Um, yeah, bad and news I, about that. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> Okay. So well, it's I not. Um, I have to have it through like on my other thing device in order to play it, and you sent it through our messaging, so I can't play it because I'm using this phone. Oh, okay. Um, so basically, the video um, was stating that they really use it as their uh, personality. They really don't have anything else to define themselves with, other than through their quote unquote masculinity, through their homophobia, through their transphobia. They really take it on like their actual personality traits. And I feel like what seems to have joined us together has been the love of our communities or trying to find love and trying to find family and trying to find acceptance and trying to find all of these like beautiful things within ourselves. And that's what joins us is that love. And that's what actually joins them together is their hatred for us. What does that say about them? Um, the other video though. Oh. Why are these people so pressed by us like Jesus? And I began to realize this offers them a form for belonging. They don't have community out of who they love. They have community out of who they hate. They are unified by fear and we are unified by love. And so when we remove homophobia and transphobia and racism, they worry because they don't know who they are outside of them. They mistake dissociation as a personality, pain as a virtue, and homophobia as an identity. And so they're afraid that they won't belong in this new world where LGBTQ people actually have equality. So that's where we have to come in and say, baby, you belong regardless. Why are these people? That's all it is. They come together from Um, I also think that I have been able, I feel like one of the reasons why that quote was so awesome was because it put into so much perspective exactly what I was fighting. It put into perspective that the reason that we are fighting so hard is because it is them that is at a deficit, not us. Mm. It's not us that is missing something or that needs to be something else. It is because they, have, they are literally in this binary prison and our freedom terrifies them. Mm -hmm. Especially like, it's even so, like, that shit is so strong that it's even, this is why we have homophobia in the LGBT community itself. Because it's like, you still, it's like, yeah, you can do that, but don't be doing all that. 
It's like it seems mm-hmm. like you're just mad because that's truly like what you want to do and you just can't do it because you don't have the courage to do it. Like it's, it's a lot a lot of fem phobia. It fight it frightens the fuck out of them. They don't know how to react. Yes, you can like now granted, yeah. You can be masculine and gay, but the ones who are constantly bashing films like, oh, don't be doing all that. And this is why they don't look at you sound just like when black folks say, well, this is why white folks looking at us like that now, because we ain't tap dancing. We don't know how to behave ourselves. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. And I feel like we are still under um, the heavy chains of those respectability politics, especially within the black queer community, which is why we have people like Flame Monroe. It's like why we have people like RuPaul who wants to keep their staff as white as possible. But you know what I'm saying? Like we have, that's, there's a, we have those people for a reason. It's the reason why you have Tatra Call and Candace Owens. There's a, they, you, you have the, the, the tap dance and coonery, um, <laughs> you know, of all the situation. Um, oh, we actually have some voice notes. Uh, Issa. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Sid. Earth is kettle. Homosexuality. Oh, homosexuality is a black thing. Yes, it is. Um, I'm always happy when you guys um, unpack these conversations because not a lot of people are having it. And we need to know our history. Um, damn, you hit it, um, Sid, when you said patriarchy is... A control thing. It definitely is. There's no even playing field in patriarchy. And no, it doesn't benefit anyone at this point. But the people at the top. So, yeah. It's only the 1% that benefit. uh, Spirit love. So what's interesting is that I read this article just right now, like for a quick minute. But I was also researching, and there's been a lot of studies that shown that there has been homosexuality, you know, in ancient African culture, especially within deities and their uh, belief systems. So it's interesting to hear that the modernization, after colonization especially, of Africa, a lot of, you know, homosexual, like a lot of, sorry, like homophobia has existed. Exactly like Japan. Japan actually had no issues with uh, queerness before, and then colonization happened where basically people came in and, well, not colonization, but like, you know, a lot of the people who tried to uh, put their religion on them, they were telling them that homophobia is bad and you should not, uh, no, sorry, homophobia, homophobia is good and you should not be okay with queer people. Like, that was definitely a situation after, uh, you know, Abrahamic religion came into it. A hundred percent. Anytime they entered someplace, they always left homophobia behind. I'm just seeing it as a pattern. Groovy. Hey, Erin. Hey, Sid. I just want to say I'm doing my makeup for the morning. And, um, well, as a sapiosexual, I am experiencing high levels of gender euphoria at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having this show. And uh, it's always, yes, fuck, fuck yes. Thank you. <laughs> Period. Thank you, Groovy. Of course. Um, I feel like but this is the reason why um, conversations like this are so important because we will leave the house. We will just go anywhere and be completely invalidated as people. Yo, Aaron's just at work. <laughs> Chilling. I will, yo, I'm sorry, th- th- that shit still blows my fucking mind. I'm talking, hey, 
what's your motherfucking order? Like, good burger. Can I take your order? Like, I'm just trying to move on to the next thing. Oh, your nails. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for those listening, I was at work one day and I had my nails painted. And then this guy and his wife came in and she tried to be shady because I could tell it's like, she was like, oh, I like you. I like your nails. And then she looked at him like, mm, what you think about it? And then he going to say, so why did you do that? I said, do what? Why did you do that to your nails? And I was like, because I wanted to like the fuck. And, <laughs> and he was like, well, that's not a good look for us. I said, what do you mean? And then he going to say some, well, it's black people like you that's holding us back as black men. And that's what's wrong with us now. That's what we can't get nowhere. Aside from all the other shit that cis had black men are fucking us up over. Me existing with some painted nails is what's fucking up the black community. I, I, I don't, I'm, this is where we're at. We're not going to get anywhere as black people until they get rid of this homophobia and decolonize their mind and get rid of trans homophobia and femphobia as well. And realize that this patriarchal system that you're trying to benefit from wasn't designed for your black ass. Bruh. And and another thing, why do we always look at each other like a fucking collective? We're not a beehive. We, oh, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, we're not little army marching ants. <laughs> That's not a good look for us. Like, who the fuck? What, what, uh, you know what? Sorry, let me stop. Uh, I, I can't. I'm so upset. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Wilton. Hey, Wilton. Aaron, he was probably jealous because he can't rock those nail colors like he can. You, you know that's what the fuck it was. Not these. I be having some of these niggas shoot like they because bitch, you know I wear I wear what the fuck I want to wear. I don't give a fuck about a piece of fabric that I got on, bitch. I'm gonna wear it because I want to wear it. And these niggas be shook, and I bitch, I bitch was just just because they want to fuck me, and they don't know how to react because I look good, <laughs> and you're mad about it. <laughs> you don't see me going. That'd be like my gay ass. That'd be like my gay ass talking about look what she got on. Why she, bitch? I'm gay. I know I like dick. Why am I so worried about what she got on? Mm. Mm. Worry about the pussy that you're not getting and leave yeah. me alone. Oh my goodness. Jesus. I swear. And you know what's worse? is This is why I say it's like we're just existing, living our lives, and then all of a sudden we have to be assaulted by your own fucking ignorance for no reason. And it's like, even when I'm just scrolling through these dating profiles, child, by the way, if it's a ghetto on earth, girl, it is a ghetto on Hinge and Tinder. I'll tell you what, okay. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm here just, just scrolling and shit and I cannot count how many profiles where I go past, I'd be sending some of them to you, um, where it's like, I'm alpha male um, or, I, there was a guy who was just like, you better be a woman. You can't get me. I'm like, you can't get you. Are you okay? <sighs> he sounded scared. Like somebody's at, like, it's not screaming. Am I the boogeyman? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't get me. I'm like, nigga, what are you? Like, listen, this is why therapy needs to be mandatory. This is why if you want to start any type of reparations, we need to start with therapy first required 
mandatory therapy with a black therapist. <laughs> straight, straight men still think that it's gay to sleep with a trans woman. Let me tell you something. Because we, we are, humans are so weird. We have to stop yeah. reducing people down to the genitalia. Because if it's gay for a straight man to sleep with a trans woman, because I've dated plenty of trans men. They all fine as hell. I know that I like men. Notice how I'm saying men. Gender. I like the same gender. So if that's the case, if sleeping with a trans woman makes a straight man gay, then does that mean that I'm straight all of a sudden for sleeping with a trans man? It, it never makes the same sense. Or there was like a, a post the other day on Facebook where they were saying, like, if you use the strap on your man, is, is does that mean he's gay? And I was just like, first of all, how dare you ask these type of questions after you fuck him? That's first. Secondly, <laughs> like, feel like you should have came to grips with whatever that was beforehand. Um, and then secondly, if it's a man and a woman having sex, then it's heterosexual sex. It doesn't matter what you guys do within your moment of coitus. <laughs> it just means like you're just ha like that for me never um, made any sense. And for women, especially like the the biphobic pick me's, um, they are very like very, they're so hyper aware of anything feminine. Like, oh, he had a little swish in his hips, girl. I don't know if you should worry about that. That's kind of sus. Soft spoken girl. Yeah, I I'm just like, oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> Wilton. And that woman, she was probably jealous because her nails might be chipped or something. <laughs> look, look, when I tell you, I was looking snatched that day. That's the I only, I give a fuck that day. I said, girl, I'm gonna look good. I guarantee you, that's usually what it comes down to. They were jealous as fuck. Once again, homophobia is yet another thing black people need to learn. It's another thing that black folks learn from white supremacy. We need to uh, actively reject it in order to move forward. I'm sorry. Like this whole, oh, well, you can be homophobic in all the other countries. I'm not trying to hear that dumbass shit. And I, I also hate the fact that we're using um, our pressures as a measuring stick as to for what we're supposed to do. Like, oh, well, white people got away with it and they, they're super homophobic too. And I'm like, yeah, and and I'm pretty sure those kids are killing themselves too. Can we focus? Is it possible? <laughs> like, is it possible for us to focus on one issue without being like, but they got to do it. Are you seven? And these be the main ones saying, we ain't talking about them. We talking about, we're trying to keep things black. We ain't talking about LGBT. Okay, well, let's keep things black, bitch. We got a problem in this fucking community with homophobia. and. And people like me so you pick and choose what you want to listen to and what you don't and the reason why you feel like you don't have to listen to it is because uh, we I, I think we looked at the statistic i think it's only like five percent of the black population is black queer folk um like we are we are not a big portion of it so they feel like they can just go ahead and throw us away like we don't mean anything they they find no value in us that's really what it, it really what it really boils down to and them not finding any value in us is them actually also taking points from patriarchy and plantation culture because what do you bring what do you what do you quote unquote bring to the table black queer folk you can't have babies do you hear how crazy do you hear how crazy? allegedly <laughs> Allegedly, Lee, 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 Lee. Uh, it's Marcel, though. Yeah, shout out to you, Aaron. Said, and I'm glad y'all said that. Like, I've been screaming that 
in so many talks, especially when it comes down to like the Will Smith thing or whatever. Like motherfuckers really try to make it seem like, oh my God, we as the black people need to do better. That's why they laugh at us and they do this, that, and the third. I'm like, bro, they've been laughing at us and poking fun at us and calling us all types of shit since we came off the boat. It literally does not matter what the fuck we do. On top of that, when we talk about stereotypes, there's always going to be some truth to it. Like there are, you know, trap house motherfuckers out there. There are stereotypes for any race you know what i'm saying but that does not mean just because one of them is like on tv or getting a shit ton of attention that it stands for everybody like it's just the weirdest thing yeah like billy porter they say they see billy porter like i heard he got a music video and he was on that show they're taking over i'm like nigga (laughs) that's like three that's like three things like (laughs) like, um they just don't like it that's why no, that's what it is. I was watching a show on uh, on Netflix. I think it's called like Another Life or Next Life. Anyway, it's some type of space show. Um, and there's a person who is trans on there and they are falling in love with this uh, with this cutie with a beard and a ponytail and shit. Like I find it so adorable. I don't know why I decided to go look at the comments of like their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why I did that. That was terrible. They were fucking picketing in there. They were so upset. Girl, you should have seen the comments when they um, you should have seen the comments when about P Valley and I don't know if y'all watch P Valley, but look, a lot of this, these cishet black men was like, I ain't watching that gay ass show because they got a a man with a beard and he don't know what he want to be and blah 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 blah. Let me tell you something because I've been hearing that a lot. Um, this whole you got to pick a side. You can't have makeup on and a beard. Bitch, we're queer. We can do what the fuck we want to do. That's the purpose of being queer. If I want to have a beard and makeup on, long ass nails, someone can do that if they wanted to. We don't need your acceptance. You are not the FDA. Gay can still be sold in stores, bitch. Bruh, it is it is so crazy to me. They really are mad at the freedom. The fact, and I'm just like, what do you mean uh, they don't know who to be? Uncle Clifford knows exactly what they want to be. They want to be fucking fabulous. Have you seen that nigga? <laughs> okay? So, I don't want to hear no mess. You're upset that you can't pull it off at this point. That's all I can think of because I, I, I'm not even going to lie. So when I watched P-Valley, and I really hope um, people in here have seen it, and if you have it, girl, go get a star subscription and cancel it when you finished. But you, you, you need to see that shit. Um, it was so amazing to me because I was seeing Black people um in the hood and it wasn't just like the same oh well these because every time they have like a hood show it's got the, like the same fucking things every time you, you got your hood folks somebody selling drugs they're gonna figure out who's selling the drugs please don't catch us etc cetera, etc cetera. um and this show was so completely the opposite where we actually delved into the lives of these black femme people and like they showed uncle clifford butt ass i was like Oh yo, you this oh we we doing it we doing the damn thing. I'm like, yo, my mom was wa- watching through her hands. I was like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> was like, <laughs> it was it was so good and it felt so powerful to like every episode to be able to see that that them be real people and the fact that they are queer not be the focus. It was just a part of their life. I get what you're saying or whatever, but like. I feel like that show don't need to be showing because my kids, I got kids and they be seeing that shit and I don't mind faggots, but I just don't want my kids to be fags. So if you could like 
not talk about that shit around my kids because I believe oh in God and I'm a part-time Christian and I don't believe in that <laughs> shit around my kids. I have no problem. I love fags when they do my hair. I love fags when they do my makeup. But I don't want that shit with my kids because we in a Christian household and that shit is dangerous. That's all I'm saying. But I love you guys for real. Like, I for real. Um, There's so much to unpack. Fuck ass Keisha. There's so much, there's so much, there's so much to unpack. And you know what's worse? That is the constant um, excuse because, and I hope that they realize how much they sound like white people. I just need you to tone it down and be one of the good ones and then we can be straight. Like, I just can't do, like, I literally have been told by white people, like, well, you're black, but you're not like black, black. Oh, well, let me be black. Let me blacken it up some more then. Like, that's the thing. If anyone tells me, oh, you're not like those other gays. Well, bitch, let me shake this ass in your face. Bruh, it's like it's like when guys come to my page and because my um I, I just haven't gotten the, the time to really be taking like photos when my ass is all out. Like my arms aren't long enough, my butt's real big. It's hard. But they will go ahead and take that as a sign to be like, oh, I see that you're a real classy lady and you sound really intelligent on your page. Very intelligent. But now I want to be a whore. <laughs> well, seriously, ridiculously intelligent. But now I'm going to slut it out. Where is my body knit suit? Like, a little, <laughs> like, like the, that's like, but that's the thing. It's like, I really hate the fact that whenever we are just trying to get through society on a, like, on a regular basis, it doesn't matter what we do or what we say or how we try and tone it down. The fact that we're gay, the fact that we're queer is enough for us to be, for us to be excommunicated from the black community. I need to understand that we are never. Same for black folks with white people. Like, oh, oh, we just got to behave ourselves. And if we just stop sagging your pants and maybe they won't shoot us. (laughs) Y'all. And and Bill Cosby was a person used to say that shit all the time. Pull your pants up all the while while he was pulling his pants down after he would drug a bitch. So I I feel like I need people to really stop. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) but like i feel like it's it's really ridiculous at this point because we're taking pointers from patriarchy and people that are upholding it and then um we have people like bill cosby who quote unquote became america's dad because they put out so much um listen we can't pretend the the content that he put out wasn't positive he put out positive content um and he was really good at it but do you know what else he was really good at? Right. Ding, 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 ding. So listen, I, I'm not in a space to be like, oh, we need to go ahead and act a certain way to be around them. Like, I like, I want to put on my goals. I want to be able to walk, like, uh, put on my bonnet. Like, you're not about to tell me that that devalues my intelligence, that devalues my sexuality, that that devalues, you're not about to tell me that any of that shit. In fact, you're just not about to tell me about me. Mm. And that's what they hate. That's what they can't stand about us. We refuse to be told who we are just because they let themselves be told who they are. Mm. Just because they want to conform, conform to the system. Absolutely. And now you're like, you're not conforming. You're not as miserable as I am. You're not about to go ahead and do this shit with me. Nah. How they, dare they you? Are... How dare you not conform to these invisible ass rules that we've made up? 
just also want to let you, they are the slaves on the plantation who will cry when Massa died. Oh. That's how you sound. <laughs> just say Just want to say that's how y'all sound. Oh, we have a few more messages. Funfetti cake. Hi, Sid. Hi, Aaron. Grand Rising. Maybe. Nice to see you both. Earth is Ghetto podcast. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite shows on stereo. Yes, indeed. Homosexuality is a black thing. Agreed. Um, homosexuality is um, a very important topic um, that should be more openly discussed in the black community. Um, it is a topic of great importance in the black community. And I don't like the fact that it's treated as though it's not. Um, also, I think homophobia, um, is a big issue within the black community as well. That should be addressed and discussed, um, instead of being slapped underneath the rug and, and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Overlooked. So, yeah. But, uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys, you know. Oh, thank you, Funfetti Cake. Um. But I feel like uh, you're 100% right. We sweep it under the rug the same way that we sweep molestation under the rug. Um, we sweep it under the rug um, the same way. Like, I feel like we're in such a, a really fucked up place where we care so much more about the way things look versus the way things are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though you know that your your mom could know that the uncle did something fucked up, oh, it's okay if we dress you appropriately and we keep you away from him, we won't have to ostracize him and then answer all of the questions as to why he's not at the cookout. You being uncomfortable and answering those questions is going is actually more important than your child being safe. Mm. What happens in this what is, happens in this house stays in this house. That part. Girl. That's a part of respectability politics, as far as I'm concerned. I feel like that's under the same umbrella because that's you trying to keep everything looking all nice and pretty, no matter how shitty, rancid, and spoiled it is on the inside. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have so many kids, um, so kids, how many people our age who have gone through that shit growing up having people that still can't come over. Well, yeah, they still let him come over, even though he did that. You know, I just got I just dread Thanksgiving. I just don't go over on Thanksgiving anymore. And you're just like, oh, my God, boo, you need to go no contact. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's my first thought. I'm like, but you need to get away from them. Because you have to remember, like, even if it's your family, if they're not keeping you safe. You, you can't you can't be there. I don't care what age you are. That's still unsafe. You're still unsafe there. Because even if you weren't unsafe when you were young, uh, even if you were unsafe when you were young and it was physical bodily harm and things that could happen, mental harm is still happening every time you put yourself in those situations or you force yourself to have to deal with those people. Well, I'm sure they'll just be like, oh, let's just pray about it and that'll cure everything. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just, I can't. <laughs> Uh, Wilton. We really need y'all to make a documentary on African sexuality and homosexuality yeah. in Africa. We really fucking do. It is so hard to find the time. Yeah. 
everybody is working. Listen, Aaron got multiple. Um, I I got one, and then also trying to do whatever little editing and stuff for the website and stuff like that. It's a lot to to uh, put on, but I we're gonna start trying to make weekly time to put away to actually start uh, making videos for you guys. So just light a candle, say some prayers, okay? Uh, form us, please. Yeah, it's, um, it's so a lot we going on behind the scenes. Child, oh my God, listen, is there, mm, we won't even get into it. It's a lot, it's a lot. But um, I, I think that, um, as we've said, conversations like this are so important. Um, but I'm really wondering, I don't want to focus on straight people anymore because I, I feel like they're a lost cause. Unless you really want to be <laughs> an accomplice and not an ally. I, 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 right. I, just like, just, just like uh, white people. Like, like, listen, girl, I don't, don't, listen, if you don't want to be an accomplice, I can't, I ain't got time. Just go, just go colonize over there. I ain't got time. Just don't be over here. Um, but That's heterophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, um, that's not, it's not real. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> but, um, but no, um, what I was going to say was when it comes to our own Black queer community that still has so much toxicity um, within it, what do you think is even possible? Because when we watch shows like Chasing Atlanta, we 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 see how to absolutely toxic we can we are being to each other in real life. Like, yeah, we can post all we want about being as inclusive, and you know, you come from my girl, you coming from all of us. You can do all you want and like grandstand as much as you want, but then when they we actually see a lot of these people in real life. They talking about, oh, they too dark. You dark and ugly. Oh, bitch, you got big shoulders. And that's why you a man. You've never given fish. You've never given female, bitch. You need to go back to the drawing board. All so much disgusting shit. So I'm wondering, I guess I want to spend the, uh, the rest of this like half hour really, I guess, dissecting what can we do within, like what, what, what can be done? Because it's rampant. Like we can talk about it all day long, but then you actually in a dating situation and you're like, just so are you a bottom? Are you femme? Are you femme all the time? Like what can be done? I think we just have to once, as soon as we see it, call it out. Cause we, I guess LGBT folks say, oh, well, we're already oppressed. So if I see anything else going on, I ain't going to call it out because we all, we all in this together, quote unquote. But we'll be mm -hmm. saying the most fucked up shit like, oh, you a sissy, you a punk, you too femme, you too fat, you too, you ain't, it's so much shit. So I think that we have to, like, as soon as you hear it, see it, be like, hey, don't say that, that's fucked up, and here's why, here's where it comes from, and here's the roots of it, and here's how you sound like. But then also it's like, doesn't that put so much emotional labor on the person? You know what I mean? I feel like that's the I feel like that's the that's the dichotomy. That's where the rub really lies because it's like on one end, obviously if you see something, say something, especially when you're in your dating realms. Please do not be sleeping with the enemy out here. Do not like <laughs> like but then a lot of times when you're constantly having to check folks and check family and check this and check that, that shit is tiresome, nigga. That yeah. shit is tiresome. So I feel like it's like, I feel like we have to define the times where we have to 
remove ourselves for our mental health and the times where we have no choice but to have a conversation. And I feel like we really have to start to dissect and define the differences between those situations and when it's time to act and when it's time to just let that shit go. Yeah, the question is how and when. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, all right, so if you're if you're at work and um somebody is uh, like obviously if somebody is like not calling you your right pronouns you need to hurry up and say something because that shit's going to spread like fucking wildfire you need to stamp that shit out in the beginning right but let's say they are misgendering someone else who's not speaking up for themselves do you do that emotional labor or do you talk to that person and be like you need to make sure that you're standing up for yourself like how do you handle that like what like where like at what point do you do the emotional labor at what point do you be like Man, life's falling apart. Do what you do. Um, I would look at it like this: if because as much as um, white people like to say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm an ally," so if you see something, this you have the privilege, then mm-hmm. you with your privileged ass needs to say something if you see it. Mm-hmm. So I because I don't really want to hear white people say, "Well, that's just too much." I don't feel like doing all that emotional labor, even though I'm privileged and I have these. It's like, no, girl, you say you want to be an, a, an ally, so here's your chance. <laughs> and that's yes. how I would uh, look at that as well. Yeah, and I feel like, okay, like for me, um, and I feel like it's different for every person depending on what privileges that you have. I have privileges as a uh, cisgendered um, woman. I don't have privileges as a black woman and I don't have a pri- uh, privilege as a, a queer person, but I do have privileges as a, as a um, cisgendered woman. So that means that when I see somebody who is shitting on somebody who's trans, especially black trans women or um, uh, black non-binary people, when I see a space for me to be like, okay, they're not going to be um, accepted in that space. Uh, let me go ahead and bring the gay to them. Let me go ahead and bring the gay on their behalf because you're not about to go ahead and shit on people in front of me in that way. Um, I don't know, man. But then I also realized that when doing that gets it can get tiresome. But I feel like we all have a job to do. And I feel like just like when I'm going through something that's racist and fucked up, I expect uh, the people in my life who happen to be white to be like, oh, OK, run it. Mm-hmm. I expect that shit. I'm sorry. Straight the fuck up. Otherwise, why the fuck are you here? Right. Seriously, have I had a well, black friend with hands. my friend? No, no, no look, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, though. Everybody talking about a fucking slap. Bitch. <laughs> we... Girl. Yeah, I expect you to throw hands. I right throw now? hands. If my black ass throws hands, I'm going to be in jail for 20 years. But if you throw hands with your privilege, You'll be fine. Yeah, listen, you won't even be there over. You you might have the weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end of the day. But that's again using your privilege in the best way you can. So just like I use my privilege when I am around homophobic black men, where I'm just like, oh, you thought that you were gonna run this on me because you wanna fuck me. Oh no, I'm bringing the gay to you, boo. No. That's the that's thing. Like it's so. If they say, oh, well, I like that you're bisexual, 
because blah, 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 I'm fantasizing you, using you as an accessory. But as soon as they call a nigga a faggot, they expect you not to say something because, again, it's, I guess, heteronormative now because it's <laughs> oh, man and woman. Bro, but no, it's like, no, I, bitch. <laughs> like, that's not the way this is going to work. And I really feel like um, that's one of the things that we definitely can do. Now, obviously, on the street, so on and so forth, you can't do everything for everybody. But the people around you at work, and you see, especially if there are, um, especially if there are um, trans people, non-binary people, so on and so forth, even if they don't know me, at least when I used to go into work, the ones who um, did identify that way, I didn't really look at myself as like their big sister or anything. But if I ever heard some shit, I'd be like, what'd you say? Who you talking to? Oh, no, I just want to check. No, no, you good. Because I need people to be like, you can't bring that around me. And that's what a real accomplice is going to do. Because that means whenever that person decides to come in your space, they know they'll never have to deal with that bullshit. I am making a safe space for those people. And I, by that, I have to keep that bullshit from around me. And I feel like that's one of the ways it's this i know it sounds small <laughs> it's all it's i can think start. of <laughs> you know because i can't really i honestly can't think of very much else because it's like we are all under this shit of, of this thing of capitalism we were all trying to work so we don't get evicted we're all trying to make sure we pay in our bills to make sure of everything like they keep us in this rat race so that we are quite literally too tired to look out for anybody else Mm-hmm. They, 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 that a capitalist society makes you selfish. Absolutely. But you can't worry about that. You can't worry about that person. Whatever the fuck they're going through, you got bills to pay. Who else is going to pay that shit? Are they going to be able to pay that shit? If you like that, they make us have that mentality. I, I feel like capitalism is the reason why Roe Wade is getting taken away. Hmm. The lack of the, 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 the fact that they just want to take away choice so badly in every single way and abortion is just one of the ways and that and now we just have like um, a lot more white women up in arms about it. But when trans rights were being taken away, when um, don't say gay was coming into Florida, we weren't really hearing that much noise. Now we got like pink pussy parades and so on and so forth. I really hope they decide to take this momentum and actually go somewhere with it. Mm. Because usually it's like they do their marches and then fucking disperse. And I really want them to go somewhere with the activism this time because um, we're all going to be wearing red hoods sooner or later <laughs> if we don't. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> May the Lord open. Right? Girl, let me go ahead and get ready for... Um... Let me go ahead and get my out the country. Let me get my passports ready and do what I gotta do. Listen, I really feel like um, I feel like I might spend another two years in the U.S. And then I think, and I'm gonna spend this next two years trying to figure out how to get the fuck out. Uh, because I I realize this whole like we can change it from within. Like I, <laughs> let's be realistic. No, so <laughs> like. 
Let's like, like the only way to, to go ahead and even attempt doing that, we would go ahead and have to tear all the shit down and they're going to kill us before we get there. So because I want to like to enjoy my life because I like orgasms and palm trees, we got to figure out <laughs> what we can go ahead and do as to like what like I feel like um, I feel like one of the next shows we have to do, we got to come with like a list of countries. I want to really do some research and find out what um, countries that are um, black and LGBTQ friendly, <laughs> especially when that person is both black and LGBTQ. Uh, so we can't. So it has to be both because I can't be like, oh yay, I'm black, but my friend's gonna die. So I I don't want to deal with that. Um, damn, I can't think of uh, what else we can do. Because other than trying to keep people accountable and getting the fuck out of here, I'm kind of at a loss. <laughs> what fuck? And like I said, because a lot of cishet black men are celebrating this. Like, I noticed that, like, yeah, because we need more black babies and she don't know how to act and she she can't just be killing our people. And she ain't to, I noticed this a lot from straight black men. And I just want to tell y'all, once again, y'all celebrating this shit. They taking our laws day by day. When we take our ass and you drinking our separate water fountains and you got to sit in the back of the bus again and you got to do all these other things in Jim Crow era, you remember what the fuck you said. Keep that same energy. And that's all I would say about that. Just like the, uh, just like a lot of white women didn't want to get involved until it was your, their, their uteruses on the line too. Um, it's the same thing as for uh, black men. They don't see anything wrong with this because this doesn't affect them. And of course, we need to like repopulate the earth. And by the way, you want us to have uh, babies, but you don't want to pay child support. It, math's not mathing. <laughs> I, I just wanna just wanted to make sure I put that shit out there because that don't make no fucking sense. Um, but also, if this is what you want to do, then I propose that at the moment of consumption, I should start receiving child support. I also need to be able to take out a life insurance policy out on you and the fetus. Mm -hmm. um, like, 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 because honestly, if it was up to me, guys, everybody would get older and we would like literally give every person a vasectomy <laughs> until they passed a test <laughs> that said they had the right to ejaculate. I promise you, you don't want me running shit, guys. You don't want me running shit. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, oh, you want to talk about autonomy? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, oh, man. I guess I'm really just wondering now if not, if those are really going to be like the next steps. I'm wondering how long we have. Like, it, like because they say we have about six more years, six to eight more years left on the environment. <laughs> At least in the U.S. when things start to like really break apart and shit. Um, how much time are we really giving ourselves? And also, if uh, climate change is coming for all of us, is there a point to any of us? <laughs> we are so, like, um, humans, are, we really think that we are all that. Like, we are insignificant beings as fuck. I want y'all to understand that this whole, oh, well, we got it and... We're so used to being reactive instead of proactive, and that's the problem. God ordained us to make these decisions. <laughs> Just like, well, girl, you oh, better pray man. to you better pray to white God, light skinned God, or whoever it is, because <laughs> and this is my thing, though. It's like it's more than like 
The environment is literally breaking apart. I didn't realize that an environmentalist recently lit himself on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I, I need to look that up. An environment an environmentalist actually lit himself on fire in protest of what was going on with the environment. A scientist did that. I mean. Recently. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. blame him. <sighs> he said, girl, we we're all fucked. Might as well just go ahead and... This is why I say like this whole... Because I be hearing this too about the abortion. Someone told me, well, you know, um, if your mama would have aborted you, you wouldn't be here. Uh, once again, what's the point in saying that? Okay, and your point? I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have a conscience. I'm nothing. Nothing cannot exist. I wouldn't have a think piece to be upset at my mother for not having me. Imagine me already being misogynistic before I even exist, telling her what to do with her body. Bitch, I'm not here. <laughs> Listen. So um, this is actually from the New York Times. Climate activist dies after setting himself on fire at Supreme Court. A friend described the actions of Wynn Bruce of Boulder, Colorado as a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to the climate crisis. A Colorado man and set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court on Friday in an apparent Earth Day protest against climate change has died, police said. The Metropolitan Police Department of Washington, D.C. said that Wynn Bruce, 50, of Bola, Colorado, has had died on Saturday from his injuries after being airlifted to a hospital following the incident. Members of his family could not be reached immediately for comment. Kriti Kanko, a client scientist at the Environmental Defense Fund and a Zen Buddhist priest in Boulder, said that she is a friend of Mr. Bruce and the self-immolation was a planned act of protest. This act is not a suicide, Dr. Kriti wrote on Twitter early Sunday morning. This is a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to the climate practice. She added later on in an interview that she was not completely certain but that people are being driven to extreme amounts of climate grief and despair. And that what I do not want is to happen is that young people start think about self-immolation. Oh my God. Yeah, that's where we're at. And I'm wondering what is it going to take for us to take any of this seriously? Like, people have made the environment political. It, it's, it's like, don't look up. They made the perfect fucking movie when they made Don't Look Up because it's like, we are getting too much profit from killing the planet, so we will really do it until our own detriment, until we destroy it. Everything that lives. Yeah, I think um, this is, and this again, until capitalism dies, we're not going to get anywhere. I think it's, uh, that's literally it. Like, again, capitalism has to not exist. Otherwise, we're fucked. So, um, this whole, well, we can just kumbaya and we can pray about it and we can stop using paper, use paper straws and that'll cure everything. As long as capitalism exists, we're, we're doomed. I'm telling y'all now. There's no amount of recycling and paper straws that we can use that's actually going to equate for the actual 
carbon emissions that is going out and destroying the planet. Like that's not that's not going to help right now. We need to actually be making uh, mandates and policies based off of corporations and how they move because, and this is how I know we could fix it. We could absolutely fix it. Like we think that everything is doomed and there's nothing we can do, but let me tell you something, there is something we can do, but no one's gonna do it. So that's why we're doomed. During the pandemic, everybody stayed indoors. During the pandemic, everybody stayed indoors and it couldn't be about profit. It couldn't be about keeping a particular building open, period. And in fact, we had to actually have people work from home, which I feel like is the best thing that we could have ever done for anybody's mental health ever. But we then Joe Biden was, animals. of course, Joe Biden was like, well, that we can't work from home anymore because that's bad for the economy. I'm like, oh my God, y'all just want, I see how this shit works. Capitalism is going to be the thing that's going to be surfaced overall, even though we saw proven during the pandemic, we saw like fucking in California, they were like, I thought that was the clouds. That was pollution because I can see the sky. Are you fucking serious? We could absolutely do something that's really going to help the environment and have another shutdown. But you know what that means? That means no profit. That means actually paying people who you see as low-skilled workers who were essential during the pandemic, but now suddenly they're low-skilled, you'd have to actually pay them more. You'd have to give a people a living wage, a living wage. Girl, until this idea of money a piece of paper, numbers on the screen, all that dumbass shit. Until that shit is gone, I don't think there's anything we can do. I really don't. No, especially when they have like all of these social media platforms that are literally dedicated to people spending money and like giving them like some kind of dream to hope for, whether it's the IG body or having all the, the money and the bitches and like it's, it's all around us. And honestly, people who don't have time to even take bathroom breaks that they're working so fucking hard, the only thing they're looking for is a little dopamine. So, ah, <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, I do want to go ahead and, and wrap this up. Um, I just want to first say this has been an awesome conversation. Um, I hope that we can at least talk about this at least once or twice a month in the show. Um, because there's always new information that we're finding. Um, and on top of that, these are things that still need to be repeated too, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I, I don't mind sounding like a broken record on this bitch, especially if it's about this shit. I will say it until I have no more breath in my body that being queer is African. So if I got to go ahead and bring y'all receipts, if I got to, like, it doesn't matter what we have to do, we're willing to do it. Right. I, I, every black person, regardless of their orientation, needs to understand that, like this, after the history of African sexuality is very important. So that's why, I, like you, I don't mind repeating it. I don't mind. I could talk about it literally all day, every day. For real, and you and and me and Aaron are constantly sending each other videos. Yo, I send this nigga so many videos. He'd be like, "Bitch, I don't." Where, where did you even want me to start? Like, you don't know I work, right? I mean, like, but do you see, like, the fourth one from the third below to the right? Yeah, like, oh that girl. was important. I said, girl, we'll wait to the show. I ain't got time. Listen, I have to go pick over my messages. So I know he's sick of me. I know they sick of me. But um, again, 
this is something that we love doing and we love talking about. I really hope, um, I'm going to say in closing, that this whole Kevin Samuels death really blows over soon. Like, I'm glad that we're no longer talking about the slap because that shit was tiresome. Wasn't that shit tiresome? I, like, I'm glad that we're not talking about the slap anymore. But oh my God, the nigga's dead. I thought you wanted to rest in peace. That's what you want us to say so damn bad? Let that nigga rest. I listen, you can rest in piss as far as I'm concerned. But you want him to rest (laughs) in peace. So by all means, like we all got different things to say in here. That's fine. Um, But I'm just trying to figure out what the problem is because we're not letting it go. Black women owe this man nothing. Black women do not owe this man anything. So this whole y'all celebrating. And even if they was... God damn Which, it. Which, by the way, I haven't even seen anybody celebrate. Like, I haven't seen anybody celebrate. I've seen people be like, nigga, I don't care. Listen, I, I'm not a disingenuous like, celebrating. All we were saying was, bitch, I just know I'm going to sleep tonight and I'm going to work the next day. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Nigga, what you have for lunch? <laughs> like, like, I, I'm, like I'm, I'm going to go, like, listen, because just to be real, I'm literally just going to go about my life. And straight up. Black women still didn't even have as much vitriol as Kevin Samuels and his followers had for them. And now that he's gone, the only thing that they're saying is like, listen, my energy didn't change because you died. How disingenuous is that shit? By the way, why do y'all want to be so disingenuous so damn bad? Why do you want when somebody dies for us to be like, oh my God, he was a man. A man who said things? Like, do you want me to lie? Like, what do you want me to say? If that's the case, if we're using this whole argument of don't disrespect the dead, then that would mean that we cannot hold anyone accountable that is alive because we all going to die someday. That's the stupidest shit I ever heard is don't say anything about the dead. Bitch, we're all going to die someday. If you are so worried about having good things said about you when you're dead, then you need to respect the living, period. I'm not trying to hear this whole shit. Oh my God, you can't say that shit. Because the Bible said, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I don't. Yeah, and how are you? you ima- that's to be, imagine me going to the Jews. Well, you know, Hitler had a, a loved one and Hitler had a mama and a, a son and all this <laughs> shit. You don't talk bad about Hitler, I, even though he did all this fucked up shit to your people. But, you know, he was still a person at the end of That's stupid. I'm not doing that dumb ass shit. Like, he still died. What? What the fuck? That's never, that's, I'm sorry, it's never gonna make no fucking sense to me. Never, ever in a whole million years. And I don't know why. Like, let me tell you something. When my grandfather died, my mother said specifically, do not invite me to the funeral. Cause me got talk bad, bad about the man. It was evil. It was an evil man. I don't know why I walked the earth like that. Like, uh, she's gonna be honest with you. And I was just like, yeah, he was an abusive, terrible person. And he was also a pedophile. Like, why am I going to your wedding? Oh, sorry, your your funeral. Sorry, it was a celebration for me. Why am I going to your funeral to go ahead and say all of these nice things about you just because you're dead? That doesn't make any sense. People are like, well, you know, you can't, you wouldn't want people talking about bad about you when you're dead. I said, first of all, I don't exist. I don't have a conscience. I don't give a fuck what <laughs> anyone has to say if I'm dead. I'm dead. Two, and then second of all, they're going to talk shit regardless of how good you are as a person. It doesn't matter. You could be the most perfect person, quote unquote. They're still going to talk shit about you. So this whole, oh my God, you can't say stuff. Why not? 
but even but, but yo even more than that if you don't want people to talk about you after you're dead you're gonna have to treat people okay when you're living like i don't i don't know how that's weird like or like or how that's hard to get through man i didn't want to talk about that nigga but anyway <laughs> i'm just saying i wanted to die down and blow over so i can actually find topics i don't think it will though <laughs> These straight black men really saw this man as their messiah. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's probably going to be here for another two weeks. But um, yeah, fuck that. Fuck respectability politics. I don't care if he didn't give a fuck about black women's existence. So why the fuck should they give a fuck about his? Yeah, I feel like it's the dumbest shit in the world. We're not going to do it. We're going to listen to this last message and we're going to get out of here. Pineapple. Say it again. Aaron, say it one more time for people to back because that nigga can still suck my dick. I do not care about him dying. Bruh. And the funny part is he died with a woman and people trying to be like, oh, see, he wasn't gay. Shut up. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't never heard of a bisexual? Y'all ain't never heard of a nigga on the down low? How we know for sure that was a woman? Get out of my face. <laughs> and, and on top of that, even if it was a woman, first of all, it was a uh, light-skinned, I think she was Hispanic, and she was also a BBW. He talked the biggest shit about BBWs, but he but he died on top of one. Like Mr. from Color Purple. He died on top of me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you get the my nerves. <laughs> But yeah, uh, th- for the people saying, oh my God, well, you can't say that. I don't care. So what are you going to do now? You're going to take your ass late to work tomorrow? You're going to work overtime? Bitch, I- people are working two to three jobs. It's, about- it's way more stuff to worry about than a misogynist ass nigga. You're not going to sit here and have me defend a person who treated someone like shit. I'm just not going to do that. And, and, I, and I really feel like it's the dumbest thing in the world for you to pretend like we owe you something or pretend we're mentally um, just so dark because we don't give a fuck about his death. I don't know how you could do that. That's so fucked up. Oh, I'm sorry. How do you come with all of this vitriol? You were just making jokes about Meg the Stallion being shot and you make jokes about trans women dying and all kinds of shit like that. But now we're like, oh, remember when they were just jokes? It's just a joke. It's just a jokey joke, Mr. Jokerson. Let me tell you, because these same straight black men will be doing backflips and celebrating once if Trump died. They did it when John McCain died. So again, you just don't <laughs> like it because this is your messiah. This is who you like. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's going to be the same energy when the Fresh and Fit podcast niggas die too. I don't <laughs> care. Oh, child. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> As he should. As a BBW, that's the way you fucking go. He should have died on top of that big bitch. Good job, lady. Need to find her and shake her damn hand. <laughs> Talk about snatching souls. No, but let me stop. Um, but <laughs> So, um, as usual, I want to thank everybody for uh, coming into the podcast and always showing uh, me and Aaron so much love and for being so loyal to us. Like it means everything. Um, and also, I really want to um, make sure that you guys realize that at the end of the day, you're going to, as soon as you walk outdoors and you're amongst the society, it's going to be a constant attack on you. I need you to know that no matter what, they can't take this shit from you. You are historical. They can't take it from you. They just mad. 
And we already go into depression so easily. So I just want you guys to realize that and stay anchored in that. That's it. Period. As always, thank you everyone who tunes in when, when me and Sydney do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can follow our Instagram page, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. Same for our TikTok as well. We will see you hoes. Girl, what day is it? We will see you hoes Wednesday. (laughs) Hopefully. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully. (laughs) If not, if she she won't be able to, then I'll probably do a solo show by myself. But regardless. Oh, yeah. Regardless, somebody's going to be here Wednesday, and then we'll definitely both be here on Friday. Period. Well, all right, niggas and friends, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, hoes. Bye, bows.